The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with the latest developments in Israel as diplomatic efforts continue to try to avert a wider Middle East war. Israel's ambassador to the United Nations is calling on the head of the U.N., to resign. That demand came after Secretary General Antonio Guterres' speech at a Security Council meeting. I have condemned unequivocally the horrifying and unprecedented 7 October acts of terror by Hamas in Israel. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring and kidnapping of civilians or the launching of rockets against civilian targets. It is important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. Antonio Guterres's remarks led to a sharp rebuke from Israeli UN Ambassador Gilad Erdan. The UN is failing and you, Mr. Secretary General, have lost all morality and impartiality. When you say those terrible words that these heinous attacks did not happen in a vacuum, you are tolerating terrorism. And along with those remarks from Israel's UN ambassador, Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Cohen has now canceled a meeting with the UN Secretary General. Well, Nathan, back here in the U.S., House Republicans wound up having to elect two nominees for House Speaker back-to-back yesterday. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris explains from Washington. Hours after he won the Republican Party nod for Speaker, House Majority Whip Tom Emmer dropped his bid. While he did get a majority of votes from his fellow Republicans to become the nominee, he faced opposition from a faction that considers him too moderate, including former President Trump, who called him a rhino globalist. We have uh, four or five that want it. They're warriors, they're smart, and they love our country. Trump ally Mike Johnson of Louisiana is now the latest nominee for Speaker of the House. Republicans plan a vote on the House floor today at noon. The House cannot act on anything until a new Speaker is elected. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Amy, thanks. Now, there have been a couple key developments in two of the legal cases against former President Trump. Bloomberg News has learned that Mark Meadows, former White House Chief of Staff, has been granted immunity in Special Counsel Jack Smith's federal election interference probe. Meadows told a grand jury that he repeatedly told the former president his election fraud claims were baseless. Word of Meadows' immunity came hours after one of Trump's former attorneys, Jenna Ellis, pleaded guilty in the election interference case in Georgia. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump. Jenna Ellis is the third attorney and fourth defendant overall to take a plea in the case. Under her deal, she has agreed to cooperate with Fulton County prosecutors and could testify against the former president. Well, Nathan, we turn to the markets now and big tech in focus following earnings from two giants. We begin with Microsoft and shares are up more than three and a half percent in early trading. The company posting its strongest sales increase in six quarters. We get the details from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. 
Microsoft was bolstered by recovering cloud computing growth amid demand for new AI products that are prompting corporate customers to shift back into spending mode. Revenue in the fiscal first quarter rose 13% to $56.5 billion. CEO Satya Nadella is revamping the company's entire product suite, including Office, Windows, Search, and security software to add features based on open AI technology. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Charlie, thanks. And then there's Alphabet. Those shares are down 6.5%. We get a recap of that earnings report from Bloomberg Technology reporter Ed Ludlow in San Francisco. Although Alphabet beat top and bottom line on all of its other divisions, there was strength in search, advertising, stabilization and resilience in YouTube ads as well. There's still this concern that cloud is really central to Google's future growth. And in that area of cloud, it still is a distant third behind Amazon AWS and Microsoft Azure. Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow reports Alphabet's cloud unit sales had been affected by some customers cost cutting. Well, Nathan, big tech earnings continue this afternoon when Meta Platforms, the owner of Facebook and Instagram, reports. We get a preview with Bloomberg's Tom Busby. Investors will be looking for a rebound in digital advertising, which may have seen a boost from its short video TikTok knockoff called Reels. Also, any benefits from new products and services after the social media giant's heavy investment in artificial intelligence. It's pushed into virtual reality technology, though, expected to show even more losses. Look for adjusted earnings of $3.60 a share, revenue of $33.52 billion. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Tom, thanks. Now to earnings out of Europe. Shares of Deutsche Bank are up 6.5%. That bank uh, plans to accelerate payouts to shareholders after higher income from its corporate bank and deposit inflows offset weaker trading in the third quarter. Chief Financial Officer James von Moltke says Deutsche is trying to rein in costs. We're working sort of every day on cost reduction measures, which at the very least should offset the impact of inflation. Uh, and also allow us to invest in the businesses with our own resources. Deutsche Bank CFO James von Moltke says revenue rose about 3% from a year earlier. This is Bloomberg. All right, Nathan, thanks. It is time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy, good morning. Good morning, Karen. Former President Donald Trump and his former attorney, Michael Cohen, were both in a Manhattan courtroom for Trump's civil fraud trial. Cohen was Trump's longtime attorney before their relationship turned bitter. He testified against Donald Trump. This is not about Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen or Michael Cohen versus Donald Trump. This is about accountability. New York State Attorney General Letitia James is accusing Trump of overvaluing his properties to get better loan deals. Trump says the case is politically motivated. 41 states and the District of Columbia have joined a lawsuit against Meta. The social media giant is accused of deliberately designing features for Facebook and Instagram that get kids and teenagers hooked. Dr. Delaney Rustin is a Stanford-trained physician who examined teens and social media for her documentary, Screenagers Trilogy. The focus is really on how Meta 
has designed its products to be as addicting as possible. The lawsuits are the result of a years-long sprawling investigation into claims that Meta contributes to mental health issues among young people. President Biden will be hosting Australia's Prime Minister Anthony Albazini on Wednesday today with a variety of tech issues on the table. Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons has a preview. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby says some of the topics include artificial intelligence, clean energy, critical minerals, as well as a new space agreement. The president's looking forward to the state visit. There is an awful lot on the plate with this important ally and, and key partner uh, in the region. Kirby says they'll also talk about the new AUKUS trilateral security pact between Australia, the United Kingdom and the U.S. Some have complained about the slow implementation of that pact. In Washington, Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. Category 5, Hurricane Otis has made landfall near Acapulco, Mexico, early this morning. Maximum sustained winds are estimated to be 165 miles per hour. Forecasters warn of a nightmare scenario as the storm threatens catastrophic damage. Acapulco is home to roughly 800,000 people. And the World Series is set, Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Global news 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Amy Morris, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Amy, thank you. Well, we do bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio. Now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It's time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. For all the details, we bring in John Stashauer. John. Karen, they've been playing the World Series for 120 years. This year's Fall Classic begins on Friday, and it's perhaps the most unlikeliest matchup in World Series history. It's the Texas Rangers against the Arizona Diamondbacks. No one expected this. The Diamondbacks only won 84 games. They only got into the playoffs because MLB expanded the postseason a few years ago. They swept the Brewers, they swept the heavily favored Dodgers, and they came back from a 2-0 deficit of the National League Championship Series. They won Game 7 last night in Philadelphia 4-2. Their manager is Tori Lovello. When it finally happened and I saw the fly ball go up, it was a pretty euphoric feeling. We're adrenaline junkies. You know, it's in and out of that of, of that moment. And when it hits a high and you feel it, it's a flush through your body and it gets no better. Corbin Carroll, the rookie outfielder, three hits, two runs, two RBIs. The Phillies only had 11 hits over the last two games of the series. They had no hits over the last four innings last night. Also from baseball, Bob Melvin leaving the Padres. He's the new manager of the Giants. He's a San Francisco native who managed in the Bay Area with Oakland for a decade. Opening night in the NBA, Denver Nuggets won the championship last year, opened up beating the Lakers 119-107, triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Phoenix's first game on a new coach, Frank Vogel. The Suns won at Golden State 108-104. Devin Booker scored 32. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. 
From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. It has now been three weeks since the House voted out. Kevin McCarthy is its speaker. Today, Republicans are putting up their fourth nominee, hoping a Trump ally. Mike Johnson of Louisiana breaks the deadlock that has paralyzed Congress. That's as the former president faces new pressure in a couple of the half dozen legal cases against him. Lots to get to this morning with Greg Valliere, chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. And Greg is with me now. Uh, I'm reminded of that old saying about uh, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, What should we expect from uh, this latest nominee on the House floor, Greg? Yeah, the definition of insanity, Nathan, that they keep trying this. Uh, This fellow, Mike Johnson, who nobody's ever heard of, uh, has a chance. He's uh, popular uh, within the party. He could come close, but he can only afford to lose four or five votes. And he's an uphill uh, battle. Uh, This could drag on, and it's a serious story. If you want to see aid for Israel or aid for Ukraine or something for the U.S. southern border, uh, everything's frozen right now. What gives Mike Johnson the chance that Tom Emmer, Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan didn't have? Well, in a, in a word or two, Donald Trump. I think Trump would probably support Johnson. Trump was very outspoken against Tom Emmer of Minnesota. In fact, Trump boasted yesterday that I killed that nomination. Well, it sounds like uh, Trump has a veto power over uh, House Republicans, but Trump is a supporter of Mike Johnson. Trump was also a supporter of Jim Jordan, and his bid failed. So why could Mike Johnson do better this time? I think he might have more a wider uh, support, but I've got to tell you, there's one crazy wild card that emerged late yesterday, and that would be to reinstate Kevin McCarthy as speaker and make Jim Jordan assistant speaker. Uh, I suppose crazier things have happened, but people were talking about that late yesterday. Before we get to that possibility, we do have to get through an expected floor vote for Mike Johnson. As you mentioned, he is a Trump ally, and we've also been reporting uh, in the past that he was a part of the effort to overturn the 2020 election result. What would a speaker, Mike Johnson, mean for the House of Representatives? Well, it polarizes things, obviously, to have somebody who uh, is a denier that Biden is actually a legitimate president. I think that doesn't uh, help. Uh, You you continue to alienate the Democrats who are not interested in helping Republicans. But I suspect in the final analysis, involvement of some Democrats is a possibility. Okay. Uh, What about the uh, possibility of government shutdown, the aid requests that President Biden has been looking for, not just for foreign aid, but this report now from The Washington Post that he's preparing a $50 billion domestic aid request to Congress? Yeah, there's a lot at stake here. Uh, First of all, aid to Israel and Ukraine, uh, aid for the U.S. border, a budget which has a deadline of November 17th, and now this new story that you uh, cite in the Washington Post. uh, You're not going to be able to get any of this stuff done without a speaker. 
You mentioned that President Trump uh, may have veto power in the House. He's facing new legal pressure now uh, with this uh, new development that Mark Meadows, the former White House chief of staff, has been granted immunity in the federal 2020 election case. This seems like a pretty significant development, is it? It sure is, Nathan. Uh, the word of the week is flip, flipping. Are we going to see uh, even more former Trump aides flip and decide they're going to cooperate with investigators? We're getting to a point where the there's going to be an avalanche of testimony against Trump. This has been a very difficult week for him. How significant could Mark Meadows' testimony in particular be in a special counsel trial over the 2020 election? It's huge. I mean, he knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows what happened. Uh, he also may continue to lead a, a sort of domino effect where others uh, cooperate, maybe even Rudy Giuliani. So I, I think that Trump uh, is facing his greatest challenge and uh, can't rule out Trump going to jail. Wow, that's a really significant uh, statement just there. But of course, in our last 30 seconds, the former president has managed to turn all these legal battles to his political advantage. Can he continue to do so? He's a master at delaying and delaying and delaying. He could delay even further. But I I do think this is an avalanche of testimony that is not going to help him. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.